hey, real quick, make sure you subscribe, like, and follow this podcast anywhere you're listening to it. You can leave us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That kind of stuff really helps us out, so we appreciate it there. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Gear and Beer Podcast. If you like the music that you hear in this episode, there will be links to my music anywhere that you're checking it out in the show notes as well. So uh, until next time, enjoy the podcast, keep jamming, and we'll see ya. Dear and Beer. Boost Drive Edition. Welcome, Eddie Boost Drive. We got the camera set up on the pedal. We're going to walk you through some of the... So, my man here has gone through the trouble of putting together a pamphlet of different settings for different vibes. They got a total of eight settings. We're going to walk you through some of them through my matchless into a 112 cab with a 57. It's extremely extremely stock i've got verb and delay on sometimes but the only gain stage that is happening between the guitar and the amp is the eddie boost drive so uh with no further freddie ado eddie yes sir that was an uh the- early 2010 soccer joke <laughs> no wonder i didn't catch it um welcome back to gear and soccer <laughs> And obscure soccer references. Uh, speaking of obscure, not really. This first setting, I call it Happy Mid-Hump Day. And it's actually the opposite of obscure. It's a very prolific and uh, popular kind of TS-style setting. So if you're the more traditional guitar player who likes that kind of sound, the Happy Mid-Hump Day will get you there. It's a great contour for a Fender-style amp. Oh, yeah. Which is not what we're doing here, but it's still it's still cool. Let's go bridge pickup. And I'll make small small tweaks as we go, you know. Yeah, for sure. that low that low end getting cut you know which uh like you mentioned before you know it's it's gonna sit really well with that it cut it cuts uh, i think my words were it cuts enough of the lows that it pops in a mix but it 
doesn't change the characteristic of the bottom too much. Here's the neck picket. Let's hear it clean. Still got some some juicy goodness on the low end there. But it's shaped in a way that sits in a mix a lot better. And especially for a Fender amp, which has got a lot of the ice picky kind of highs and the generally very scooped sound, it's filling in those mids exactly where you want it to get that sweetness. Oh, yeah. But it still works on a, on a British-style amp as yeah. well, I, clearly. That's a, that's a neck pickup, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that's punchy and bitey. Yeah. Hey Eddie, do me a favor and um, the can you talk into the side of the mic? The side. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. There you go. That's where the uh, capsule is at. There we go. There oh go. wow! Immediate improvement. How did I not see this before? Because there's a pop filter on it, and you can't see the, the exactly. I, you know, I'd... and we're bad engineers and hosts, and we didn't say, "Hey, why don't you do this?" This is not the worst mistake. Nora, I've made I haven't tonight. even heard action yet. Like, are we rolling right now? I mean... <laughs> action Bronson will be here shortly. <laughs> All right, so we got action Bronson. This is the TS9. Yeah, so I like, play some like single note stuff too. You know. That is an infinitely more usable sound than a TS9, though. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> Especially since it was kind of my sort of a self-imposed challenge to find things about a TS-style circuit that I like, because I was never I much I like of the a... smoothness of a TS-style. Exactly. It's like yeah. that, that that creamy smoothness yeah. is definitely Yo, yo, I do thing. have a creamy thing, though. That's right. Yeah. And so I wanted to keep that. I wanted to keep the characteristics I like. Great sustain, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's that compression and, and that, yeah. like... That nice creamy mid-range, and you can dial the lows and highs so that you're not just dealing with a permanent cut, you know? Mmm. That's creamy. Yeah, and like, it's very touch-sensitive, too, so when you pick softly, you know? Yeah. Response to attack, you know? Which is something a TS doesn't really do. Right. As well. Yeah. That's know? extremely touch sensitive. That's like that's that's like amp breakup usable actually. Which something that is if it was more comp- I would th- I would think a TS9 is probably more compressed because that would be a characteristic yeah. of something that's more compressed. Yeah. So it's probably just a little more open TS9. I think I think the an advantage that this pedal has is that it's got that 18 volt headroom you're getting yeah, because of that internal charge pump. So you charge it with nine volts and you do not go, you do not deviate from that. Just stick with nine volts and you'll get, you know, it'll give you twice as much headroom in return. And that definitely helps for sure. So you keep that, you keep the character of that compression, but still has the responsiveness of something with more headroom, you know? And and the amount of clarity, like, dude, I can hear you're, you're fairly driven right now. Like the, there's a lot of gain on there, but I can hear the difference again. Every note. 
So the, the amp is breaking up a little bit. Right. Yeah. Too. But I'm saying as a general tone, there's a lot of gain right there. You can hear every note. And you can hear how that would sit in a mix. You can just kind of tell, like, that's going to yeah. that's gonna fit right in the pocket, you know? Hey, do me a favor. Uh, is what that uh, set at noon on the gain? Yep. Let's roll it back to, like, 10. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, would, I, I would typically run it at about 10 and then run my volume back for the... For, yeah. But for the sake of what we're I mean, doing. I'll adjust yeah. for our ears. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to adjust your gain here. I think that's a, a more reasonable level of breakup. Yeah, yeah. Especially with the humbucker guitar. These are extremely low output. Mm. 6.1, 6.8. No way. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> They're, you know, emulating to the best of their ability. Now, these are pickups are, at this point, probably 14 or 15 years old. Uh, at least at least fourteen years old, and they were built back then to emulate a fifty-eight and fifty-nine PAF. Mm. They're not wax potted, so they're even brighter and yeah, like shinier. Yeah, yeah, definitely microphonic. Great for sustain for mm-hmm. sure. All right, so what's next? Okay, yeah, um, the next. All uh, my stuff working. The, <laughs> I'm trying to make sure, man. Well, the, it's the, a it's a tall task. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> The next one I call the Goose is Loose. Now this one we're going to be switching to the um, from the silicon clipping. Hey, London, turn that yeah. amp back up now that we've changed it. Okay. Yeah, so this is a setting that I... <laughs> I, I, I mean, I fixed your input gain. Do you want me to turn the amp itself back up? Yeah, because this is the one that he means to be paired with Got the it. high gain. Uh, before you play... Let well, me- just like, uh, you know, it doesn't even have to be... I mean, honestly, it sounds good through a clean signal too, but it's just something that when I heard it through like... A slightly or like a no. It's a thing. Let's do the thing. Yeah, we'll do the thing. All right. You know, so it's just a great like rock rhythm kind of tone. Totally. You know. Um, which setting is this? This is called the Goose is Loose. Okay. So this is using the LED clipping diodes, and uh, it's it's cutting the mids a little bit, uh, keeping the highs pretty cranked, cutting the lows a little, and uh, keep I mean keeping the level a little above unity and the drive pretty low. But again, I'm making tweaks to kind of match up with what you're working with. And uh, yeah. back in. Tune it. 
<laughs> Finally. I was, I was waiting for you to <laughs> come to that realization on your own. <laughs> Just kidding. I wasn't listening. Just kidding. <laughs> wouldn't blame you. No, I'm kidding. It's weird about I wonder if that's a speaker thing, man, honestly. Could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might as well move on. We got six more <laughs> to go. So yeah, let's, let's hear some new stuff. The next one uh, I call the butter drive. This one I I tend to gravitate towards. Let's, the, let's adjust the input gain. Is there another high input gain one? Uh, yeah, actually, let's, let's, let's do that see. one first. Let's see. Uh, I mean, the butter drive could be, but oh yeah, there's maximum overdrive. That's a good one. Let's yeah, go. I want to that wanna hear that. All right. <laughs> Sets for sure, and it's grindy. Yeah. Like that sounds like a like a high gain amp. <laughs> I used to know all that. <laughs> but yeah, like that's a. <laughs> if you wanted to demonstrate the touch sensitivity of it too, you know, it's just a kid who's grabbed a toy in the middle of Walmart right now and we're just going to have to take it away from him. 
Hey, I'm having just as much fun listening. I am too, I am too. <laughs> what I'm saying is, you're going to have to move on. Or he's going to keep doing this. I mean, that, that's a, that, that neck that, pickup yeah, really It's good. so clear, man. It sounds great. This actually might be my favorite setting so far for this guitar. set it to the strat lovers fuzz setting so that's like a 60s style vintage fuzz kind of kind of vibe to uh lower, actually lower gain stage on the yeah. amp you well, think l- let's let's do uh, so i'll do one uh, let's focus on the boost so i have two settings that are just the boost do you want me to adjust over here and um eddie no, i don't think so just leave the amp where it's at yeah yeah okay. leave the amp where it's at it's fine yeah this one i just call it eq facelift and that's literally what it does this gives a takes all the best frequencies in my opinion just bumps them up all the best frequencies. <laughs> frequencies are so hot right now. Oh, that's that Tim Miller setting right there. <laughs> It's like it's got a clarity to it for the amount of drive, but it does the the clarity. It's you know how sometimes overdrive pedals have like a lot of the dry signal poking through. Mm-hmm. 
I don't, I don't hear that, but uh, you don't lose the clarity that you get w in a pedal that functions that way. But you don't hear that fundamental like piercing through, and like the the gain being a, a slap, almost like a slap effect. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And like this is the neck. It's a dense chord, and you can hear every note. Yeah, yeah, man. So, j j like, more to your point when you're when you're talking about getting the clean signal back, that's really what the boost does, especially when you stack it with the drive. Although, rather than actually blending in the signal, it's like it just puts something in its place that sounds like the amp, but clearer and yeah. bigger. You know, it's a it's a weird way to describe it, but that's just kind of how it sounds to my ears. And I think yeah. the way you the way you uh, uh, put it is like it makes the most sense because it's not like you're getting a because when you get that blended clean signal in, there's a sound to it that I don't really particularly love. That works for compression yeah. alone, right? But compression from overdrive, it just it gets it, it, it's almost like there's the initial attack is compressed and then the gain blooms after. Mm. And I, that's not very useful. And mm. it doesn't matter how much gain blooms afterwards. If right. it's not immediate and you're trying to do a high gain thing, it just doesn't work. Right. Um, there's a, a, a really funny and fun video, uh, an episode of homeschooling where Tom goes to, uh, uh, to Ryan Nixon's place, guitar effects and pedals. Oh yeah, and uh, with the the what's it called the guys from XTS. Yeah, the XT. I was gonna yeah say that, that recent time, one that that shootout that he yeah. did with the yeah. And he described a particular overdrive that way, and it gave vi like it gave description. <laughs> to a sound that I couldn't describe before. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's that clean thing shining through, it and it's like a a real like kind of yeah. a kind yeah, of a yeah. thing. It's like attack. It's almost like a like a transient analyzer it and crusher. does have a yeah, like yeah, man. It, For the effect only, because that clean is just like right. shining through in a an, an unpleasant way, and mm -hmm. that's that's not happening here. Awesome. And then while we're still on the boost, the next boost setting I have, I call Tweet on Fire, which is we basically turn this thing all the way up to 11. So that's clean signal. And here we go. Somehow that works. <laughs> I'd say like play like some um, like like Joe Walsh style kind of think like you know. <laughs> oh yeah, it will do that. Coming a long way. 
just boost right just now. Just boost. Just cranked boost. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Man, to see like that right there, it just—that's fuzzy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. In fact, that's that's exactly what like in the Strat Lovers Fuzz setting we were at not too long ago. It's because of that cranked boost that we get that sputtery, fuzzy kind of sound, and then the drive side actually tempers it a little bit to make it sound more like a nice woolly '60s style fuzz, you know. But what I love about that boost is how it's like no matter where you put it, you can get a usable sound. It's just it's got sweet spots all across that single control. You know, I have I find that to be true so far.
Yeah, so we got two more settings. This one right here, I've already dialed it up. It's called Giddy Up Horsey. You can use your imagination what that's referring to. Oh, wrong clipping. There we go. That's a good sound, man. Uh, yeah. Ah. Give me a little more top end. Yeah. So this kind of represents like more or less how I like to set a Klon style drive. Where you're 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 getting all those mids, they're just spear spearheading your whole sound. Uh, but I I dial in some more top end, so you still get that crisp you know top end to it. Yeah, I uh, keep the low end like uh, you know a decent spot, like not too much, but just like to where it stays tight. And then the gain actually kind of low, but the level boosted, which is what I tend to do with a Klon anyway, because a Klon as like like gained up to me is just not a sound I really can get get down with pretty uh brittle yeah yeah and especially for what the clon does i feel like it functions really well as a boost so this instead of using it as a boost is like kind of takes what i like about it and sort of morphs it a bit into an overdrive you know so like play uh play some like uh yeah like single note soloy stuff you know like a boomer blues licks or anything like that there you go The ultimate boomer riff. I don't know how that goes. That sounds really good with that guitar and those those pickups. It kind of makes it it sounds a little stratty on the top end. It does. Single coil. Yeah. That's why I like having that three band EQ because especially on the on the top end part like you can just dime it and and it won't be it won't get too harsh Not no matter brittle, what. Yeah. Exactly. And it doesn't brittle out. It still sounds big, but it's got that crispy, you know, top to it that like Yo, crispy for So sure. what what was <laughs> the Extra crispy? Uh, did you uh, what, what is his name? Is it Tom? Tom, yeah, Tom yeah. Hayda. Did yeah, you Tom Gallardi, the owner of the Dallas right. Stars. Tom Brady. Uh did did you guys talk about like when you're doing the high boost, like specifically what frequency no, you would you know, be boosting or if it's sweeping a little bit. Because, hey, I'm because sorry, of, I have to interrupt you, but sorry. 
Doesn't this beer kind of taste like an Arnold Palmer to you guys? <laughs> you I don't know, have the palate uh, to it say. It kind of tastes like lemonade and sweet tea. It's like... But IPA. Because <laughs> like you really feel the body of the IPA, like especially in the finish. But yeah, like kind of, it's got a start it's, to it. It's lemony little, on the top. Yeah, and yeah. I've just been thinking of that I for could a feel, solid I, yeah, yeah, I can see that. We're describing our beer like we describe our guitar tone, you know. That crisp. In depth and accurately as fuck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, as far as specific frequencies, no, I mean, I'm such a layman, you know, I just said to, I said to Tom, I'm like, you know, I want to, I want to just it to be as, you know, tweakable as far as the EQ as possible, yeah. but I only care about the good frequencies and I expect you to know exactly what I'm talking about. And sure enough, I mean, he, he, we were on the same wavelength there, you know, no pun intended. And, uh, it, it just, it turned out that way. You know, when I, when I, when we came down to this iteration, I was like, man, like I can get all the top end I want. I can cut all the top right. end I want. I can get all the lows I want. I can get all the mids I want. Now I, I mean by me specifically, because this is kind of a tone vanity project. It's a, this is what I like in a pedal, but I know that I share similar values to a ton of guitar players out there, especially out in Nashville, you know? So I think they could all kind of relate with me to some degree on the usefulness of all these all the different facets of this thing. Yeah, I, you know? I think I think aside from the uh, utilitarian aspect of it, sort of the variety of tones that you can get, I think it's it's more impressive to me because there's lots of pedals that have variety. I think the sure. thing that's more impressive to me is, for one, the quality of the boost side, and big time, yeah, and then two, the uh, not necessarily the. The variety of tones, but the fact that no matter what setting that you're in, they're useful. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Right, it, yeah. It's not just about variety. It's it's more about like, because if we're talking variety, a, a wider sweep in a high knob might have technically more variety, but like, this is all the shit that sounds good. Right. Like right. you're... You're taking out the parts that nobody's ever going to use, and yeah, exactly. You're you're right. It, it, that was another thing too. Is I just wanted to do away with the certain frequencies that for guitar players are largely unnecessary. Yeah, you know. And man, just from us talking and just listening peripherally to Rob playing, I mean, listen to that. Yeah, you got the volume turned down too, right? Yeah. See. I love that's another thing too is I wanted it to where however you set it it cleans up nice with your volume control and it responds to your attack you know like that sounds clean you know especially in a mix of something and there you go <laughs> it's like it's like Shouting clean tone in the room and someone yelling overdrive from the hallway. <laughs> like the yeah, like nice. the uh, really clear, but like that's but like the you said, saturation. It doesn't like sound a LaCroix blended. fruit flavor, you know. It doesn't sound blended. Not at all. It, 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 something that's something that I I love Petty John, but that's something that they have on the V one stuff that I don't like. And I think they kind of quit doing that as much. But like on on the V1 Iron, it had this. It was going for the same thing. But I think that the mix knob uh, just didn't really do it. I oh, know. I got it. You got it. What's that final setting, Diddy? So this final setting is actually my most common setting personally. It's called Butter Drive, and it's 
on the silicon. Anything but a drive? Anything but a drive is exactly what it is. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't your own house, I'd tell you to leave. What am I going to follow as, that as up As Holland with? would say, I hate it here. <laughs> So this one is, um, it's it's less mid-rangey, but it's got it still has mids, but uh, there's a shift in the frequency a bit, and there's and it's cut you know a bit of it, and uh, I, I turned the tight switch on, so we've cut actually a decent amount of lows. Here, this is totally dry. Definitely already hear the lows getting cut. Which again, in the interest of mix and like, you know, I especially love how this sounds in an in-ear mix when you're playing live. Um, but of course, the tight switch being on is like a... Uh, great, thanks. That's all right. That, that, that's more or less a thing where if you like the amount of low end you have and you don't want to cut it, then you could just, you know, keep it off. It's not like a... But for me, I like to use this kind of a setting with like darker sounding guitars too. It does help make them a lot more lively and brighter and chimey, you know, but I can, you can also compensate by bringing the lows up, you know, even more, even all the way up and you get some of that punch back. So the punch is back. The bloom is cut still, but the yeah. punch is back there again, more for a mix. But again, you turn the, uh, the tight switch off, which I'll do right now. We got those lows back, you know. Oh, Jesus. Hey, do me a favor and unplug that real quick. <laughs> we're leaving that. We're leaving this. We're def- This is going to be the clip for the, the episode. <laughs> we're clipping it. You need me to get my, you need me to wake my wife up to come help. <laughs> I need all the help I can get right now, man. This what is why man? HOAs exist. Was that? God. <laughs> And I, hey, get out there and build me a game fence. <laughs> now I'm going to turn the boost on just to show how the boost can uh, can you know bring that sort of transparency back. It's a sound more like an amp too. TS90 to me than mm-hmm. some of the other settings on that, but in, in a way that still has quite a bit of clarity to it. Yeah, see, it's, it's a little bit muddier maybe than some of the other ones. Yeah, well, see the the the, the mid range to it, the TS9, it's really it's more focused. Mm-hmm. Which again, like that's, I, I guess I should clarify too, like that setting I use almost all the time when I'm playing live. That's whether I'm playing a Les Paul or a Tele or a Strat. It just seems to have a nice wide appeal to whatever yeah. guitar I'm playing, and uh, I've how always... many of these pedals do you have on your board? 
So I have I have one on uh, at least half my boards, but I'm you, you know, have two on any one board. No, but that could be. Uh, I mean, I I totally could do that. Where I would have it's like extremely versatile. You could easily do right. That. Yeah, like having two H nines. You know, but like yeah, and what but I would for a do, way better footprint. Yeah. <laughs> what I what I would do is I'd have like one with the drive on the silicon side set like that Klon setting we had earlier. Yeah. Then I can have uh, the boost set to like that light facelift in the eq then the other one can be led side kind of like a nice like broken up amp um uh lower gain like a blues breaker kind of more or less kind of sound and then i can have the uh the boost on that one all the way up so it would just be a whole bunch of a smorgasbord of different sounds that the pedal can do you know well i think we've demonstrated more than a few amazing sounds out of this pedal so far so this is a the blackout edition right yeah and that one is pretty much done uh, yeah it's it's a limited run i mean we still have uh, i mean we're, we still have uh plenty of pre-orders open as of right now for the blackout for the blackout okay. yeah uh it's gonna be 150 we're more than a third of the way sold with them at this point in time so there's still time to get some the, the blackout edition was kind of a fun version that I wanted to make available to my personal network and to my, you know, fans, if you want to call them that. And, uh, um, I do. Okay. Cause I, 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 anyway, uh, I don't take myself uh, seriously enough to even consider anyone fans, but yeah, your mother and I were discussing. But, <laughs> she's a big fan of you. <laughs> uh, now she's your biggest fan. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I wanted something that's you know like kind of uh, that my friends can be kind of part of it on the ground level, and um, but then after that we're going to be making the standard edition, which is the green one with the orange and, and purple. There will be pictures of that one included here. That's the one that I used during the jams and mm-hmm. stuff today. So yeah, that's going to be like the mass produced version. But we're going to be making other limited runs. Like I was mentioning earlier doing like a fiesta red one or like a metallic gold one would be cool i got a glow in the dark one that's uh oh yeah i saw that 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 one's gonna be sick yeah yeah i think that'd be awesome so yeah i mean we're just having fun with it you know we have a lot of uh flexibility considering we're not beholden to any bigger company or any you know particular agency we just kind of do whatever we feel like doing so we didn't discuss this, but are we going to have a link with multiple color scheme options potentially available, or are Maybe. we going to need to link separate, depending on what's available when I right. can get this? Uh, as we just figured out earlier, I have a podcast episode that I forgot to distribute, <laughs> so that won't happen We here. love you, John. Well, what I'll <laughs> do is I'll give you whatever, by the time you're ready to post it, I'll give you whatever link is current, but okay. right now... The only live link to get the Eddie Boost Drive is the pre-order link at messiahguitars.com. And uh, he also, Tom, makes other pedals, too, that you can find out more about there. But, yeah, the, whenever you see the Eddie Boost Drive, yeah, I linked, be the, um, I linked the Messiah Guitars in your first podcast episode. Cool. So if, uh, if you want to check that out, uh, th- that link will be in these show notes by the time you're seeing that as well. But uh, there's other notes that were included in his original podcast that will not be in this. This is a Eddie boost drive centric podcast. We've not really done that before. Uh, it's been Which a I lot appreciate. of fun. That's great. It's a great pedal. If your pedal sucked, I'd have been busy. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I know, I know you would have, and I love that about you. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I'm, 
I, I know what's I know what I like, and I, you know whether that's good or not. Usually, it's pretty good. So yeah, yeah, man. And 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 what I was going for with this was I wanted this to be a pedal that because it's got so much versatility. It's like regardless of who you are and what your current situation is as far as what rig you're running, you could find a setting that you're really happy with. Totally. You know, I, I, yeah, I have a really discerning, interesting like vibe to this particular rig. The reason that I'm using it is because I, I know that it will be finicky and it'll be picky and they're, you know, your little snapshots of settings are meant to be starters point because no yeah. two guitars and amps are going to interact exactly. the same way. Put a pedal in between them and you just increase the options. So it's a starting point. So don't. You know, get the pedal, set it there, and be like, "Did it sound the same?" And then freak out because that's not how pedals work. First of all, exactly. But yeah. like, it's it, anytime you look up settings for a piece of gear, like there's just almost no way without precision equipment to accurately be able to decide whether or not it is the same, right? Because even you know, specifically, let's take the matchless for instance. The matchless is one of the most consistent build of amplifiers that I have ever experienced, mm. and I played a lot of amps in my decades of life. And it will take pedals pretty evenly. Like let's let's say if we're you know we've got a even if you got a Samson versus a a model made last month, right. It's going to react pretty much the same way. And it's going to be really close, but it's not going to be the same. And you start getting into vintage fenders, which is a staple for professionals and hobbyists alike. Yep, yeah. Those amps could not react more differently <laughs> to the same pedal. True. I uh, told this story more than one time on the podcast, but I one time walked into second gear with Bukovac, uh, when it was still open and there was nobody up front, but there was a hellacious racket in the back and he's shooting out four 64 Vibraluxes and they couldn't have sounded more different. Mm. And that, that was just the amps. There was no pedals involved. He was just wow, plugging yeah. into the amp and like, so I, all that to say, you, you have to use your ear and, and dial the sounds that you like. Definitely. The pedal works differently Every pedal works differently with the it's the sum of all the parts. Right. So you you can't get some a telecaster with pickups that read, you know, 18.7 and expect it to sound like a humbucker that's got 6.1 in the in the neck through right. a class A and and play your 19k output telecaster through a Mesa boogie and expect that react the same so you take the snapshots and and it gets you in the neighborhood and then you uh you whittle until it represents the art that you want i, mean, I don't know <laughs> well no you know you're right and, and yeah like the, the settings you know they're not meant to be taken as gospel it's just uh they're great starting points and of course you want to make some tweaks to uh to match up with whatever rig you're running but also at the same time i highly encourage uh, you discover your own sounds. Like, the, I feel like I learn more about this pedal every day. I still do. 
Uh, and, and that's part of the fun of it. And uh, I think if you were to uh, just kind of take my suggested settings and just only stick to those, I mean, that's totally fine. You'll get you'll probably get everything you want. They're workable, totally workable sounds, and they'll be fine. Right. But you, you, the beauty of a pedal like this is the versatility and being able to Get a starting point. Be like, I'm what I'm looking for. I don't know this piece of equipment. What I'm looking for, and then oh wait, it comes with this thing, and it tells me exactly where to turn it, and I can turn it there, and I can start there, mm-hmm. and then I can just tweak from there. So it's just you're saving yourself a lot of trouble. What Eddie, Eddie, you're not saving anything. Eddie is saving you a lot of trouble by coming up with the template for all. I keep kicking this camera. Uh, the template for all these great sounds. I mean, You've got a you've got a great piece of gear here, and the Gear and Beer podcast. Thanks, by God, we stand by it. <laughs> man, I, I I can't tell you how much I appreciate that, and I know you guys are honest, and your feedback um, it means a lot to me because I respect y'all's ears and y'all's opinions, and you know you guys do not uh, use any equipment that sucks. So that's fair. <laughs> Nor should any person. Right. Exactly. <laughs> So having a, having my pedal thrown into the mix and it actually hanging is huge for me. So well, it's going to live on my board for sure. Awesome, love hearing that. Maybe not that exact one because that's <laughs> yours, but <laughs> the one the one that I will eventually have exactly. will be there. The one and with your name on it. Yeah, the one with my name on it. And uh, once I get that, I'm in a state of board flux. So once I get it all ironed out, I'll be sure to post a picture and I'll. Uh, I'll tag gear and beer and then I'll be sure to tag you and Messiah. I love well. that. So, well, yeah. for sure. Um, you know, it's, it's an ever evolving landscape and, uh, you sir have installed a mountain into the view. <laughs> well, good. And I hope I'm not, I'm hope I'm not obstructing any, uh, otherwise, uh, uh, great view with the mountain being there, but, uh, what else is there to look at? You're right. Okay. Touche. It is the view. It is the view there. That is my point. <laughs> Great save, man. Thank you. <laughs> I'll be here all night. I live here. Ladies and gentlemen. We have been here all night. <laughs> you got any final notes you want to add? Uh, not really. I mean, that's, you know, that it's consider everything you've learned here today as a starting point and a kind of a springboard to uh, uh, set you on your way of discovering your own sounds. Eventually, I even want to do a thing where it's like people who have the pedal, if they're able to, to find sounds that uh, are, let's say, a huge deviation from what I've set and they love it, I would love to know about it. And so you can post it on the socials and tag me or Messiah Guitars in it. We'd love to see that. We want this to be kind of a fun like community project where we're all just trying to just get good sounds. I, bu- I believe I qualify for way off the beaten path of the first setting that I dialed in for that yeah, jam. And that was a great setting, man. I'll be sure to I'll be sure to post that. I I we took pictures, so we did we did a couple oh, of jams right. and we each used a pedal and did several different interfaces. An amp into an aux, an amp into a speaker with a mic and uh into a direct uh, a direct uh emulation option. UA Ruby. Yeah, the UA Ruby Linden played through that and so you'll you'll get to hear it interacting with a bunch of different uh, you know, fronts of different kinds of preamps and the essentially all the lay of the land on the the modern day guitar landscape of what people are using, which is right. You know, the tried and true, which is what I did with the amp with a fifty seven, just a fifty seven. Mm-hmm. That's a 
Craigslist forty dollar to sixty dollar purchase. <laughs> Anybody can own one. Uh, we didn't. We're not doing anything special there. Uh, you're playing into the woolly coats, uh, extra spanky into an ox box and. Linden had the Ruby, and I, I thought it interacted great with all three of those pre's. Yep. So, oh yeah, um, yeah you know, we'll we'll link all I'll link all the gear, and you know, any any other any current all current links will be in the show notes when the, once this is posted. Uh, so, you know, yeah, buy buy a couple, someone to your mom. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, buy one and send it to Eddie. <laughs> hey man i'll take them all i i got six boards so i got more i got more space to fill with it uh you know buy one for linden and send it to him as a wedding gift yeah there you go you. that's right he's still yeah. still fresh uh fresh off of that man we gotta he's been recently married I, we gotta put Keep it on your getting to wear my wedding ring <laughs> uh-oh well nobody said you were any good at it <laughs> <laughs> but hey if your registry is still live be sure to be sure to link my <laughs> we'll put my registry this. in the show notes my my pedal will be going up uh on the registry. We're going to auction off London's beard clippings, too, so uh, be sure to stay tuned for that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Gear and Beer Eddie Boost Drive Edition. As I recently mentioned, all links will be active and available in the show notes. We will have all kinds of great tones in this episode for you to revisit each time if you, for, if you run into a uh, a lack of creativity and you're like you know what i'm gonna go back and listen to all those extremely handsome gentlemen discuss this pedal and i'm gonna find inspiration for tone uh you'd be you'd be right to do so and you'll find it here each time and every time and i have to stop talking because i am now officially we're rambling. all uncomfortable at this point okay well uh, so you can't see london and that's best but i'll be sure to put an unflattering picture up twisted and tweaking as always uh eddie haddad <laughs> Eddie Boost Drive himself uh, tags and links for all of his socials and all of our socials and uh, all of our GoFundMes and our uh, our bank accounts for you to transfer from your bank account. So we'll see you guys next time and make sure follow, subscribe, uh, listen, tell your friends. Um, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening to the Gear and Beer Podcast. We would ask that you please be sure to tell your friends about the podcast. And if you haven't already, subscribe and follow our Instagram and YouTube channels, as well as liking and commenting on our posts. Are there guests you want to see on the podcast? Topics you want us to talk about or pieces of gear? Let us know. All these kinds of things feed the algorithms in a positive way and help us gain more traction, whereby enabling us to continue to bring you ever-improving content and guests. Thanks again, gearheads. We truly appreciate your support, and we'll see you back here soon for another episode of Dear and Beer.